Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All righty. Here we go. It's great to have you in. It's uh, a Friday. Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. It's great to have you with us. Plenty of stuff to go over today. Uh, we've had football all week, right? We had football on Monday. We had football on Tuesday. We had football last night. Um, so we're going to be all over the place today. Uh, plenty of stuff to on. We'll make uh, we'll make picks at the end of the show today. Uh, it is great to have you in. Again, Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. It's great to have you on this Friday. Uh, I do want to remind you, before we start, the Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done is we've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry Football followers and podcast listeners. Okay, so here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. It'll be right there. You'll see it. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. So that's BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, whatever's legal in your state. You pick among those gaming sites. You sign up, and then you instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. (laughs) Okay, $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. Make sure you take advantage of that while it still exists. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located on the upper right side of the page, and then you get in on the action with this special offer from American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. So, uh, uh, plenty of stuff to touch on. Uh, I'm a little bit more, I mean, I'm usually wearing the polo with the collar and everything like that. I'm a little bit more casual today. Cause we're just kind of talking football here. My hair is a little not done and <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm taking it a little bit easier today. Um, but you know, the, uh, we're going to be hitting on a bunch. So I want to begin with this. So uh, a good buddy of mine, Jake Asman over at sports map radio had Darren Woodson on his show, uh, the other day. And it's, it's amazing to me how some people think, and it's even some professional athletes. Darren Woodson was a really, really good NFL player, had a really phenomenal career. And, you know, a lot of what Darren Woodson has to say, you got to listen to, right? He knows better than most of us because he played the game. He's, he's in the NFL. You know, I'm not listening. I'm not saying that you got to listen to everything that everybody says uh, who comes out of the league, but chances are, given that they've lived it, right? You, you sometimes you listen to these people and you're just like, you know what? Maybe I should take that perspective because he's been there. So, Darren Woodson said on the Jake Asman show, my buddy, uh, and he said that he said about Dak Prescott. You know, I, I, I've I sit on this show all the time and argue why the Cowboys shouldn't pay Dak Prescott. Darren Woodson thinks Darren Woodson thinks that they should. Here's what he said. This is the exact quote. This guy is, I'm not going to say that he's a top five quarterback, but he's the franchise quarterback of the organization, and he's the future of this organization. He said, so why not, instead of taking care of all the other players that you've paid, pay the most important player on your football team, and make him happy. He then continued to say he was asked, well, does he deserve $40 million? He said, to me, that's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Look, 
I've often slept at the star in Frisco that overlooks the Cowboys practice field. That's where the Cowboys practice facility is. And we look outside every day in the offseason, and you see Dak Prescott, not just throwing balls to Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup, but he's throwing balls to the fifth, sixth-string guys, the special teams players. He said every time they go out there, Dak Prescott gets more money. He makes more money every time Andy Dalton and the rest of the guys go out because you know his importance. He says he's got pretty massive leverage in the contract negotiations now. Dak Prescott does. Um, And I'm pretty sure in Dak's head, he's thinking the same thing. Yeah, I've got a lot of this leverage, man. The Cowboys are terrible without me. See, this is how I know that I think differently than most football fans. I know that I think differently. And the reason that is, is because everybody thinks this way. Everybody thinks that, oh, I mean, look at the, the Cowboys are terrible without Dak. Maybe Dak, maybe Dak was more valuable than we thought. Now, there's no question that if Dak was playing, then the Cowboys would be, would be better. It's, you know, I, I think that's a given, right? <laughs> of course they would be better. If they, if they weren't starting Andy Dalton or Ben DiNucci or Garrett Gilbert at quarterback, yeah, they'd, they'd be better. And if it were Dak Prescott, he's better than all those guys. Uh, you and I can both agree. Okay, I'm not blind. I get it. <laughs> but here's the thing. Now, I want to go to another pro. I want to go to another professional athlete. And I think he has it right. Troy Aikman, you know, Cowboy legend, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play in a Cowboy uniform. Uh, he said on the broadcast on Tuesday night, he said, this franchise has a lot of issues and not a lot of solutions. This is a team that I don't even, he said, I don't really know where they go. Where do you go from here? You don't know if your coaches are working. You don't know if these players are buying in. You don't know if these players are as talented as you think. You don't know what you're going to do with your quarterback. Like, There's a lot of things that got to get addressed in the offseason for the Dallas Cowboys, and there aren't a whole lot of solutions. So, and I think Troy Aikman's got it right. I do. I think he has it right. But here's the thing that I want people to understand. You know, if you're stuck in a deep hole, the solution is never to dig the hole deeper. Ever, right? You try to climb yourself back out. That's that's what you do. When you're stuck in a, big, in a, in a really deep hole, you never dig deeper, right? The solution is never going down. It's going up. So I've always said... And I've tried to get this through to Cowboy fans. And, and there are some Cowboy fans out there that I just don't understand. I don't get it. I really don't. Okay. Because, and listen, I'm a Cowboy fan. I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm in the minority when it comes to my kind. Right? I, I just do. I, I, I don't see things the way that other Cowboy fans see things. You have a bevy of issues in your organization a bevy of them and look some of them are solvable and some of them you might just have to live with forever okay but they have a bevy of issues the solution to those issues is definitely not overpaying your okay solid quarterback just because you like him period I understand that the Cowboys like Dak and that he's a cool guy and that he's a good locker room guy and he works really hard. What I'm getting on the field is not $35 million worth of a quarterback. It's not $35 million worth of a quarterback, period. It's not. I get that the numbers are good and everything. Look, if I, if, 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 Dak's garbage time stats are what's going to get him paid, then he deserves his contract because that's what he's going to be getting, right? You're going to be paying for a lot of garbage time stats, a lot of them. But I've always 
said this, okay? And, uh, you know, I, I bring up very similar points, you know, a lot of these times when I make this argument. Dak Prescott is not Russell Wilson. He is not Patrick Mahomes. He is, he is not Deshaun Watson. He's not. Okay, Russell Wilson makes $35 million a year on the nose. $35 million a year. That's, that, that's his number. The Seahawks can't put a team around him. Think about it like this. They locked into DK Metcalf at the end of the second round. Like, imagine if the 31 other NFL teams weren't stupid and passed twice on DK Metcalf. Right? Imagine it. Because it's not like the Seahawks were. They were the smart ones. They picked DK Metcalf. No, DK Metcalf fell into their lap. DK Metcalf was taken with the last pick of the second round. The Seahawks had it. Every NFL team passed on him twice. The Seahawks passed on him once. If they didn't lock into DK Metcalf, what are we talking about today? Tyler Lockett is their number one option. David Moore is their number two. And more than likely, the Seahawks offense is way worse than it is today. The Seahawks have gotten breaks just like every other franchise has in some sort of aspect. But the the point of the, the matter is the Seahawks can't afford to pay anybody to build around Russell Wilson. They can't do it. Their offensive line is terrible. Every aspect of their defense is awful. Def, uh, run defense, pass rushers, secondary. I mean, it's they can't stop anyone. They can't stop anyone. Their running game is inconsistent. Russell Wilson is strong. He's the second best quarterback in the NFL, and he's struggling at $35 million a year. Okay, Darren Woodson is telling us that the Cowboys should pay Dak 40. The Cowboys should pay Dak $40 million. Okay, so the solution to all of this mess in Dallas, the bi- the the big solution to this is to pay Dak Prescott to pay one player $40 million a year so that you can't put a roster around him, which we've seen in years past that if you don't put the roster around him, he's a different player. Football people and honestly, sports fans in general have short short memories they don't they don't it's like they don't maybe they don't try to remember some of these things but do we remember how bad Dak Prescott was without Amari Cooper do we Amari Amari Cooper changed everything for the Cowboys when they traded a first round pick for Amari Cooper it changed everything for Dak but without Amari Cooper it was terrible it was terrible Think about this too for a second. I saw a stat the other day, and I, it was actually it was during the broadcast. Um, you know, the Dallas Cowboys with Andy Dalton as their quarterback are the ninth overall offense. They have the ninth overall offense in football. Now, when they get to the red zone, they're not doing as much scoring as people would like, of course, because again. They're not that great a quarterback. And Dak Prescott would probably fix that to a certain extent. But again, what happens when you pay somebody that much money? You lose the playmakers that make that possible, right? Offensive line, gone. Wide receivers, gone. Like if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, would you rather have Dak Prescott or would you rather have the roster that is dynamite right now. Okay. I, I don't I don't get it. And I understand like like people think with their heart in foot I I, I don't in sport people gotta stop doing doing this. I, I'm serious. Okay, I don't want to give somebody a big contract if they don't deserve it just because I like them. I don't want to do that. 
I like Dak. I never said I didn't like Dak. I don't think Dak's worth $35 million. If Dak wanted to sign up for 28, sign me up. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with Dak Prescott as my quarterback for 28 million bucks. For 35 million bucks, I'll pass. I'll figure out something else. Maybe, hey, Carson Wentz might be available. Sam Darnold might be available. Matt Stafford might be available. Dwayne Haskins might be available. And Dak Prescott might be better than all of these guys. But you know what? They're not more expensive. You don't have to sacrifice everything that you have right now to have one of those other guys. Seriously, you don't think... You don't think that Sam Darnold could do what Dak Prescott does in this situation? You don't think that Carson Wentz would improve in this situation? You don't think that Matt Stafford, given these weapons and that running game and that offensive line, you don't think that he'd flourish? Or do you just think that Dak Prescott is like, Darren Woodson even said it. It makes no sense. He's like, I'm not going to say Dak Prescott's a top five quarterback, but I'll still pay him 40 million bucks. How does that make sense? How does, if he's not top five, if Dak Prescott is not a top five quarterback, then how can you justify giving him $40 million? Tell me. And I don't want to hear this, oh, you don't want to enter the quarterback carousel thing. That's such a load of crap. It's, it is such a load. I'm telling you, it's the worst ideology ever. There are more and more young quarterbacks that are working for mediocre franchises every single year. I don't want to hear it. We understand. Okay. I've boiled it down to as simple as this. There are two options the Cowboys could have. They could either let Dak walk, bring in some kid or some free agent, take a chance, and maybe it doesn't go well. Or your other option is you could pay Dak Prescott 35 plus to $40 million a year and have it definitely not go well. Honestly, let me honest, and this is an honest question, and I should ask this to, to everybody. Tweet at me, at Mike Guido 49 at Mike Guido 49 Tweet at me if you think that this is, if you think I'm wrong about this. If, you, if the Cowboys were to pay Dak 35 to 40 plus million dollars, do you think that then they'd be able to win a Super Bowl? Because that's the ultimate goal, right? Honest question, and that's not rhetoric. Is, are the Cowboys good enough with Dak under contract at 40 plus million dollars? You know, they're going to lose guys. Their defense already sucks. Would they be able to win a Super Bowl with Dak at 40 million dollars? Because honestly, ask yourself this question too. Who has, who at that number, or honestly, among the upper tier of paid quarterbacks in the league, who has won a Super Bowl? while they were being paid that much money. Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl when he was making nothing. Patrick Mahomes won his Super Bowl last year when he was making nothing. Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl with the Rams when he was making nothing. Carson Wentz was ma- went to the Super Bowl with the Eagles when he was making nothing. Aaron Rodgers went to the Super Bowl with the Packers when he wasn't making $34 million a year. Same thing with Big Ben and a lot. Okay, you do realize that Tom Brady, when he was in New England, used to took used to take pay cuts every single year. Tom Brady, at no point in his career, made over twenty five million dollars a year, and in most people's minds, he's the greatest of all time. So how can you justify paying Dak forty? It's just. To me, it is so simple, guys. It just is. If you're not worth $40 million, then you're not getting paid it. Okay? Dak could cure cancer. I'm not giving him $40 million a year. 
I'm just not. If I can't see for myself that Dak can succeed at an incredibly high level without any surroundings, or at least limited surroundings, then I can't justify paying him $40 million when that will become his ultimate guaranteed reality for the next half decade. The worst thing that you can be is average. The Cowboys have a chance right now while they're awful to completely reset. It would be stupid. Because honestly, I ask this question all the time. What what would take it? If you're any NFL team, what would... And uh, Oh, the Cowboys need defense. Okay, let's take a corner. That'll solve things. That'll make them go from 3-13 and 13 all the way to 11-5 and five because they got one corner who may or may not be good. <laughs> I just, I don't get it with you people. If you're this bad, honestly, and you, okay, and this is, This is not just traditional three and 13 where you've got holes on the roster and you need to fill them. No, this is a, this is a a, culture's a problem. Your players are not playing hard. Okay. Like you have no sense of direction. Like Troy Aikman said, you've got a bevy of issues and you don't have any solutions. There are so many problems that you need to address in the off season. It's not just, okay, they have a good draft and then they're much better. And then Dak gets healthy and they're much better. It's, That's not going to be the case. You have to completely shift the entire direction of the franchise. You have to. It's over. Restart. Restart. Shed big contracts. Okay, dump Demarcus Lawrence. Dump Ezekiel Elliott if you have to. Okay, maybe you hang on to Amari Cooper because you want to keep those wide receivers intact. But Jalen Smith, go. Tyrone Crawford, go. Like, just shed money. Shed money and start over. This is not a Dak deserves the money. If Dak deserves the money, then he can get it elsewhere. If that's what you're worried about, right? I love Dak. He's good. He he deserves so much. We all saw him crying, right? When people die, it clouds our judgment. Okay, when when people get injured, we get sympathetic. Okay, how bad, if for any basketball fans, how bad do we feel for Clay Thompson today? He's going to miss his second straight season, basically with the same injury that he tried rehabbing all year. You feel bad for the guy. But after that injury, does that mean the Golden State Warriors have to give him a max out contract? Absolutely not. Let him go. Hope he gets it somewhere else. He shouldn't be my problem. I like Dak a lot, okay? And I felt bad when he got hurt, okay? I sympathized with him when I saw him crying on the field. I got it. I am not giving him a super-duper contract because I like him, and it warms my heart. That's what bad franchises do. They operate with their heart. Operate with your head. Not, I love Dak so much. It's dumb. It's dumb. Okay. <sighs> now that that's off my chest. <laughs> um. All right, so let's get into this. So the Patriots looked terrible yesterday. And, um... You know they they took a they took a pretty big loss to the L.A. Rams in Los Angeles. Uh, they fall to six and seven. Twenty four to three was the final score. Uh, Cam Newton was not good. Nine of sixteen for one hundred and nineteen yards and a pick. I mean, look, it, 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 Cam Newton's terrible. <laughs> He's terrible. Can we just be honest? Okay, like enough living in the past. Enough living in twenty fifteen. He's not Superman. Okay, like he's Superman's brother. Like that's Cam Newton. He's he's just he's not good. And the Patriots are not going to make the playoffs. And that's causing everybody to freak out. And everybody's saying, oh, 
Look at this. Tom Brady's winning the divorce. Bill Belichick made a mistake. He should have tried to keep him. Oh, shut it. Think about this for a second. The Patriots before last night were 6-6. Six and six. They were a 500-football team. With Cam Newton at quarterback, let me just give you an idea of what Cam Newton's numbers are, okay? He's he had 12 games. He started in 12 games. And he's thrown five touchdown passes. And he has 10 interceptions. He hit double-digit interceptions last night. Again. Did we know that Cam Newton has never had a single full season in his entire career where he's thrown under 10 interceptions? His career low. Okay, if you exclude the year he had last year because he only played two games, he only had the chance to throw one interception. By the way, in those two games, he didn't throw a touchdown pass last year. His career low before that was 10. It was an M- it was his MVP year in 2015. But just let me give you a 17, 12, 13, 12, 10, 14, 16, 13, 10 again this year. Oh, and Bill Belichick is going to keep playing him. Bill Belichick is going to keep playing him for the final three games of the season. Expect that pick that interception number to continue to grow. Expect two or three more interceptions, if not more for the rest of the season. 13, 14 picks for Cam on the year. And I would guarantee you he doesn't get to 10 touchdown passes this year. But with all of this, right? Like, with with all of this terribleness from, from Cam and the wide receiver stinks and Bill Bell, or the Patriots look dysfunctional. They just look like a mess. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have a future quarterback. The Buccaneers are seven and five. The Bucs are seven and five. They're what? Today, a game and a half better? The Bucs are a game and a half better than the Patriots. And this is with Tom Brady, the golden boy, and Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin, and Gronk, and Bruce Arians is his head coach, an offensive mastermind. Tom Brady's got 28 touchdowns, 11 interceptions this year in 12 games. Do you know that Tom Brady's thrown more interceptions than Cam Newton this year? Cam Newton's a turnover machine. Now, Tom Brady is not really accustomed to throwing a lot of picks, at least not in recent history. Okay, but just to give you an idea, ever since 2010, or 2010, yeah, 2010, he's thrown double-digit interceptions four times. That's 11 seasons. He's not a turnover guy. That's, he's, he's productive. Tom Brady's productive. And Tom Brady's having a good year. Don't make no mistake about it. He's having a good year. But the Bucs are 7-5. and five. They've lost games that they shouldn't have lost. Right? I think you and I could both agree on that. By the way, Tampa's lost their last two games. <laughs> and one of those games being to the Rams, except it was in Tampa. Okay, so we do realize, again, that when we talk about the divorce, and this is, again, me explaining to people that most football fans just look at the surface and they never dig any deeper. They're not interested. Your people are not interested in what's actually going on. They like what sounds good. <laughs> Brady's winning the divorce. Okay, so I'll tell you exactly what the situation actually is. Because are, are we arguing who's less mediocre? Like, who? Okay, yeah, okay. The Buccaneers are less mediocre than the Patriots are. Okay, cool. <laughs> but that's it, really, right? Seriously. 
The Buccaneers with all of those weapons, right? And I keep saying it. They, oh, they were they should have taken over the world. And are they taking over the world? Are they taking over the world? No. They're not. They're not the best team in their own division. They're not a top, I, I don't know if they're a top five team in their conference. Okay, I'll tell you, four teams right off the bat that I would take over the Buccaneers right now. Packers, Seahawks, Saints, Rams. Right off the bat. Okay, maybe the Buccaneers are five. Maybe they're five. Okay, Minnesota's kind of coming up a little bit. Arizona's in there. Who knows? But do you really think that Tom Brady and those Buccaneers are a Super Bowl team today? Are they? Now, here's the really interesting question, and this was brought up to me the other day, too. Well, the Patriots, they have no direction going forward because they obviously don't believe in Jared Stidham. And Cam Newton is not going to live past this season with New England. They don't have an answer at quarterback next year. Okay, so if we're talking about future, okay, didn't the Buccaneers mortgage their entire future by signing Tom Brady to a two-year contract? Where do they go after Tom? Where do they go? <laughs> they get, the Buccaneers gave themselves a two-year window to try to win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady at quarterback. That's what they did. Two-year window. That's all they got. Because I believe that after this contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady at the end of his contract is going to be 44 years old. He's going to retire. He's going to retire. So where does the where's the Buccaneers' future? I understand. I'm not disagreeing that the Patriots don't have much of a future right now, or at least it's unclear. But where's the Buccaneers' future? Because you can bet that this year they're going to be too good. They're not going to draft a kid. You can bet that next year they're going to be too good. They're not going to draft a kid. After that, Tom Brady retires. Where the hell do they go? They're going to give Josh Rosen a shot. Who knows? Maybe they pick up Sam Darnold or. Maybe they get Dwayne Haskins. Where's their future? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Who's winning the divorce? Nobody. They're both pissed, drunk in the bar, laying face down, trying to eat a plate full of French fries to sober themselves up. They're both in therapy. They're both not doing great. Or at least... Living below the expectations. They're not as strong and independent as they said they were when they kissed each other goodbye for the last time. They're not. And the Patriots are just sitting there like, look, honestly, who do you have more faith in? Two years down the line, the Buccaneers or the Patriots? Who do you have more faith in in their future? Two years down the line, after Brady's contract is over in Tampa, who do you think has the better future? You think it's New England with Bill Belichick? Or do you think it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after Tom Brady? I think the answer is pretty simple, if you ask me. <sighs> okay. I do want to remind you, don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts, okay? That's American betting experts. So you go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. You click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. You'll see it. Pick among the gaming sites legal in your state. You sign up. You instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Okay, that's $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free 
free bet. It's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. Okay, okay. There's one topic I want to touch on before we make picks for this weekend. Um, So I want to go back to Dallas and Baltimore, but I want to switch over to Baltimore really quick. It's, you know, it seems like more often than ever now, I'm getting a lot more pushback on, oh, Lamar Jackson is showing that he's not a reliable quarterback in the NFL. Ah, oh, fooey. Okay, just to give you an idea, the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson as their quarterback are 26 and 7. They're 26 and 7. Now, Lamar Jackson this year is not going to win MVP again. And I could have told you that before the season started. In fact, I did tell you that before the season started. If you're expecting Lamar Jackson to be as electric and as dominant as he was last year, you're a fool. You're a fool. It never happens that way with any player at any point. Any player that wins MVP is due for regression for the next year. Period. So Lamar Jackson last year not only ran for 1,200 yards, right, which is what people like to give him. He's a he's a running quarterback. 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns on the ground. He also completed 66% of his throws and led the league in touchdown passes with 36 and only threw six picks. 113 and a half quarterback rating. This year, it's a little bit different, right? He's not running the ball kind of as well, right? He's averaging less yards a carry, only about 669 yards, and he's only run for four touchdowns. Oh, God, that's 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 bad. And this year, oh, 64% completion percentage. Oh, my God, that's awful. 17 touchdowns, seven picks. Oh, wow, that's terrible. Terrible. My God. The guy's basically Cam Newton. Do I have to remind you of Cam Newton's numbers this year? Just to to give you an idea. Oh, and uh, by the way, Cam Newton, the year after he won MVP, uh, his completion percentage was 53%. Oh, man, that's terrible. He threw 19 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. Oh, boy. Quarterback rating was 75.8. What's Lamar's quarterback rating this year? 93.9. Still pretty good, got to say. So I try doing this as much as I possibly can. And I spend so much time trying to convince people that Lamar Jackson is not a traditional running quarterback. Okay, I've got a buddy of mine who is convinced, and he says, listen, Lamar is just not going through his progressions as well as he should, or as well as he used to. He's missing wide open receivers and all that. Okay, look, I don't expect a quarterback to be perfect. I don't. I don't. And I also am not here to tell you that Lamar Jackson is perfect at throwing the football. He's not. Lamar Jackson is not Peyton Manning. Okay? He's not Peyton Manning with a 4340. <laughs> he's just Okay, I'm not No, he's not. But is Lamar Jackson a better thrower of the football than Cam Newton? Yes. Is he a better thrower of the football than Colin Kaepernick? Yes. Is he a better thrower of the football than RG3? Yes. Guys, it's that simple. I'm not trying to convince you that Lamar Jackson. Okay, I also had another guy say, well, by that logic, if you're going to throw stats at me, then Dak Prescott should be worth $40 million. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Hang on. 
That's a different argument. I never said that Lamar Jackson should get should be making forty million dollars. I said you shouldn't give up on him as a quarterback. I never said the wait a minute, wait a wait 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 wait. I never said he was a forty million dollar quarterback. I don't know what he is. I don't know what his value is. Too early. But chances are, if I have a quarterback that runs as well as he does, and a quarterback that can still complete between 64 and 66% of his throws, that is A plus for me. I'm good with it. Oh, and he's also 26 and 7. Did I mention that before? I think I did. What more do you want? What more do people want from Lamar Jackson, honestly? Do they want him to be Patrick Mahomes? Do they want him to be Russell Wilson? He's never going to be as good as, thro- as good at throwing the football as those guys. He never will be. But he brings a lot to the table. Escapability, the way that he runs, right? Throwing on the run, he's exceptional at. Lamar Jackson is not stupid. He figured it out. Lamar Jackson's figuring out. And look, if a couple years down the line, I'm way wrong on this, I'll accept it. But the way that I see it is Lamar Jackson figured it out. He told himself in the offseason, he's like, you know what? I better learn how to throw the football or else I'm not going to last. My legs are going to get me through for a few years, but unless I learn how to deliver the ball from the pocket, I'm not going to last. And you got to keep in mind, Lamar Jackson in my eyes, will probably improve as a thrower as time goes on. He'll keep working on it. You got to keep in mind, Lamar Jackson is still incredibly young. He's only 23 years old. So, you know, it's just one of those things where, like I said, that people look at the very raw surface and never dig any deeper. They see Lamar Jackson run, and they're just like, he's not going to work. He's not going to work. I'm telling you, he's not. I'm telling you. What was his completion percentage compared to Cam's? It's a little bit better. Okay, let's make picks. This is the fun part. I like this. Um, I actually don't think I'm doing very good this year. Excuse me. Um, I don't think I'm doing very good this year as far as uh, picks are concerned. Hey, you know, it's been a weird year, right? You know, I'm going to write it off to COVID. <laughs> that's that's what we're going to do. I'm going to write it off to COVID. Uh, okay. So let's make picks. Uh, we got a bunch of one o'clock games. We got what? Six or seven, six, six, four o'clock games, Sunday night, Monday night. Hopefully nothing changes. Hopefully we can just get football just the way, um, you know, that we are supposed to. So let's start off with the one o'clock games. Let's motor through this. The Dallas Cowboys, all the bye weeks are gone. By the way, everybody's done. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys are going to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Cowboys are three and a half point favorites on the road. Cowboys right now sit at three and nine. Bengals are two, nine and one. Uh, Andy Dalton going back to his old stomping grounds to play. That's a big (laughs) storyline. No. Uh, but Brandon Allen going to be getting the start for Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati after the really unfortunate injury to Joe Burrow earlier in the year. Uh, if Joe Burrow were playing, I would pick Cincinnati, but I am going to take the Cowboys on the road. Uh, I do not think it would be a surprise if Cincinnati were to win this game. They have good offensive weapons. I still think they're going to be able to score some points. Um, but look, uh, Dallas right now, the roster is definitely better in Dallas. Andy Dalton is a better quarterback than Brandon Allen. They're not going to get that many matchups, right? Andy Dalton, the Cowboys are are not going to have these, you know, advantage in quarterback matchups that often. I think this is going to be one of those games where they do have it. Um, So I do think the Cowboys win this one. Uh, Look, if you're worried about the Cowboy defense, again, you got to keep in mind, Cincinnati is working. They might still be able to score points, but you got to keep in mind, they're – this is a bad football team with a bad back with a with a backup quarterback. So they might not be able to score points. It might not be that easy. So I'm going to take Dallas in this one. Uh I don't think that there's going to be a whole ton of defense played. I think there could be um some points scored in this one. Kind of close. I'll say 29-24 Cowboys over the Bengals 
in Cincinnati. Let's go to the Houston Texans are going to Chicago to play the Bears. Texans right now are two-point favorites on the road. Texans are four and eight. Bears are five and seven. I agree. I am going to take the Texans on the road. Uh, Look, as long as the Bears are having this much trouble at quarterback, I just don't think that they're going to be able to win that many football games. If I am not mistaken, and I am seeing this correctly, the Chicago Bears have lost six straight games. The Bears have lost six straight games, and in their last nine games, they're two and seven. So they are really struggling uh, uh, at this point, ever since they made the change to Nick Foles, they've really been off the mark. Uh, Trubisky, I think, has set them back too. He's a bust. It, it really is a shame, but uh, Deshaun Watson has been having a great year given what his circumstances are. 110 flat passer rating. He's been fantastic. Um, so, yes, I, I do think the Texans win this one. I think they're going to outdo the, uh, the Bears defense. I think the Bears defense has kind of given up this year because they're holding the, the the load here, they got to be fantastic every single week in order for them to have a chance because their offense is not scoring any points. They don't have the personnel. So I'm going to take the Texans in this one. Uh, give me Houston, I'll say 24 to 14, Houston over Chicago. Oh, excuse me. Um, Let's go to the Tennessee Titans. They're going to Jacksonville to play the Jags. Titans right now are seven and a half point favorites on the road. Uh, Tennessee's eight and four. Jacksonville's one and eleven. Yep, give me Tennessee. They got to rebound off that bad loss against Cleveland last week. Uh, and Jacksonville, look, a uh, Jacksonville today might be worse than the Jets. Uh, they're really, really bad. Okay, the Jacksonville have lost. Uh, the Jaguars have lost eleven straight games since they got their win in Week One against Indianapolis. That was really it. Um, and Tennessee. Like I said, there's going to be a sense of urgency here. They're fighting for a playoff spot. They want to win the division. They want a home playoff game. So Tennessee is going to want to win the division. They're still in first place. They're going to run the ball down their throat. Mike Glennon at quarterback for the Jags is, I mean, I mean, the Jaguars are not going to score any points. So give me Tennessee in this one. I think it'll be a kind of a blowout. I'll say 31 to seven Titans over the Jags. The Denver Broncos are going to Carolina to play the Panthers. The Panthers right now are three-point favorites at home. Broncos, uh, uh, both these teams sitting at four and eight right now. Uh, Not playoff teams, Drew Locke versus Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I'm going to take Carolina at home. Uh, Look, it doesn't look like they're going to get Christian McCaffrey back this week. I'm not sure McCaffrey comes back the whole season, which pisses off a lot of fantasy football people right? (laughs) Whoever the number one overall pick and you pick Christian McCaffrey, number one overall, you are pissed because he probably cost you your season. Um, But look, Carolina, I think right now they're rolling under Matt rule. Look, they're competitive in every game they play. Teddy Bridgewater is a 96 and a half uh, quarterback rating. He has not been bad this year. Uh, Look, and again, given the circumstances, Mike Davis has done well uh, in the backup role. I, I think the only issue is is that the defense in Carolina is not amazing, but Drew Locke is having a terrible year, right? He's proving to Denver that he is not the answer. Nine touchdowns, thirteen picks this year. Uh, that offense is not really doing well right now. I think Carolina is the better football team. I'm going to take the Panthers at home. Uh, I'll say twenty-six to nineteen Panthers over Denver. All right, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to Miami to play the Dolphins. The Chiefs right now are seven-point favorites on the road. Chiefs sit at 11-1. and one. Dolphins are 8-4. and four. Um, Look, uh, the Dolphins have a shot here. They do. They play hard. Their defense is incredible. They're incredibly well coached. Do not be surprised if you see an upset from the Dolphins. I am going to take the Chiefs in the game, however, just because, again, it's going to be so hard to do that. The, the Chiefs' offense is so good. Uh, again, that if there's actually a pretty good matchup here with Miami secondary and Patrick Mahomes and the air attack from the Chiefs, there's a good matchup there. I think this is going to be a close game. If Kansas City wants to win this game, they're going to have to get Clyde Edwards-Alaire involved early. They're going to have to get Le'Veon Bell invo- involved early. Expect a lot of ground game from the Chiefs this year. They're, uh, this game, they're trying to establish the run so they can so it opens up the passing game against this strong secondary. And here's the thing, too. 
The thing that worries me about the Dolphins is that if the Chiefs do get rolling, I'm not sure that the Dolphins' offense with Tua at quarterback is going to be able to keep up. Okay, Tua on Tua with this offense is not scoring an immaculate amount of points. He hasn't been terrible. He hasn't thrown a pick yet, but he hasn't been overly productive. He only, he only has seven touchdown passes. So I think it's going to it's a little, you know, uh, I think the Dolphins are a little bit conservative offensively right now. I'm going to take the Chiefs here. I think it'll be a close game. I'm going to say 30 to 27 Chiefs over the Dolphins. All right, uh, two more 1 o'clock games. The Arizona Cardinals are going to New York to play the Giants. Uh, Cardinals right now are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Cardinals are 6-6. Six and six. Giants are 5-7. and seven. I'm going to take the Cardinals on the road here. This is going to be an interesting game uh, because the Giants right now, I think they're the clear favorite right now for, for the division. The, I, I think the Giants are going to win the division. They're the best team in, the, uh, in there right now. Joe Judge has done an incredible job coaching them, but they just have such a lack of talent. I don't see that this roster is very talented. Arizona is going to be running all over them, I think. Kenyon Drake, Kyler Murray, they're going to be running all over. Okay, DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to have a tough assignment with James Bradbury at, uh, at corner. But again, if they can get him open, that offense opens up entirely for Arizona. It's a very unique style of play. I'm going to take the Cardinals in this one. Give me... Give me Arizona. I'll say, I'll say twenty six to twenty Arizona over the Giants in New York. All right, the last one o'clock game. This is going to be one worth watching. The Minnesota Vikings are going to Tampa to play the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers right now are six and a half point favorites at home. Vikings are six and six. The Bucks are seven and five. So this is Kirk Cousins against Tom Brady. Believe it or not, Kirk Cousins has had a better year than Tom Brady this year. 26 touchdowns, 12 picks, 103.9 passer rating for Kirk Cousins, 28 touchdowns, 11 picks, 95.1 passer rating for Tom Brady. So analytically, Kirk Cousins has had the better year. I am going to take the Bucs at home. But again, keep this in mind. Minnesota is on the rise. Okay, They almost lost last week to Jacksonville, and that's something that they're not going to let go. They're going to play with a little bit more urgency here. Tom, uh, Tampa Bay is coming off the bye, so they might be a little bit more rested, but they might be complacent at the same time. Uh, I expect uh, Minnesota to jump down their throat. Dalvin Cook, I expect to have a, very, a really nice day. Um, I do think the Buccaneers get the win, though. That's a lot of wide receivers that the young, inexperienced Viking secondary has to handle. I think that's going to make the difference in the game. Uh, give me Tampa Bay. I'll say, I'll say 27-24 Buccaneers over the Vikings. Game-winning field goal for the Buccaneers at the end of the game. All right, we move to the 4 o'clock games. The Indianapolis Colts are going to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. Colts right now are three-point favorites. Um, are three-point favorites on the road. Colts right now are 8-4. and four. Raiders 7-5 and five, coming off the almost loss to the Jets. I Really unbelievable ending last week. I am going to take the Raiders at home. Okay, I, I, I do. I, I think I'm going to take the Raiders at home because, and here's really the thing about this. Phillip Rivers has done a nice job this year not turning the ball over nearly as much, but that Colts offense has been really conservative. Okay, a Frank Reich, I think, is consciously taking the ball out of Phillip Rivers' hands. So uh, I do think that the Raiders are going to be aggressive. They're going to throw a lot of deep balls. I think they're going to be a very aggressive offense. I don't see a lot, of, you know, I don't see a huge uh, uh, matchup issue for uh, the uh, the Raiders on the offensive side of the football. So I am going to take the Raiders in this one. I just think, look, they're going to get out to an early lead. And I think that the Colts are just going to be playing catch up most of the game. That's how the, how uh, how I feel about this. The Raiders are trying to also keep their playoff chances alive. So I think the Raiders right now. I think they get the win here. Uh, let's say I'll I'll say twenty four. I'll say twenty four twenty Raiders over the Colts. All right. Uh, the New York Jets are going to Seattle to play the Seahawks. Seahawks right now are thirteen and a half point favorites at home. Jets are zero and twelve. Seahawks are eight and four. This one's pretty easy. Give me Seattle at home. Uh, look, it, it, the Jets are just—they're uh, trying to lose. It, you can't explain this season without 
you know, throwing in the possibility that the Jets are just trying to lose. Seattle, it, it, look, they, they got to get their footing back, right? Their roster isn't very good. Russell Wilson's trying to come back a little bit. Give me Seattle. This is going to be a big win for them. I'm going to say 34 to 6, Seattle over the Jets. All right. The Green Bay Packers are going to Detroit to play the Lions. The Lions right now, or I'm sorry, the Packers are eight point favorites on the road. Uh, Packers are nine and three. Lions are five and seven. Give me the Packers on the road. They get their 10th win, uh, 10th win of the year. The Lions just aren't any good. They're just not. The Packers are rolling right now. They're playing good football. Aaron Rodgers has been fantastic. Aaron Rodgers might be the favorite for MVP, uh, MVP this year. He's been unbelievable. Um, I think they're going to run the ball better. Devontae Adams is going to have no problems against them. Uh, look, I, I just think it's all around. It's a good matchup for the Packers. Uh, give, me the, uh, give me Green Bay. I'll say 29-19 Packers over the Lions in Detroit. We go to Atlanta and the Chargers. This is going to be in Los Angeles. The Falcons right now are two-point favorites over the Chargers. Uh, right now, the Falcons are four and eight. Chargers are three and nine. I'm going to take the Chargers here. I, I Look, I think, I, honestly, I think right now the Chargers are the better football team. I just do. The roster's better. Julio Jones is not expected to play for Atlanta. That's going to make a big impact. That offense is not going to be scoring um, uh, as effectively as the Chargers will. Again, if the Chargers have everybody healthy, they got Austin Eckler back. They pretty much got everybody healthy, right? So if they can just protect the game a little bit, get out to an early lead, and take advantage of this weak Atlanta defense, I think that the Chargers could get a win here. Uh, so I am going to take Justin Herbert and the Chargers in this one in Los Angeles. High-scoring game. I'll say 38-34 to 34 Chargers over the Falcons. Uh, okay, two more 4 o'clock games. The New Orleans Saints are going to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. The Saints right now are seven-point favorites on the road. Saints are 10-2. and two. Eagles are 3-8-1. and one. Give me the Saints at uh, on the road here. Obviously, look, there no Drew Brees yet. This is Jalen Hurts' first start uh, as a professional. No Carson Wentz uh, in this game. Do not be surprised if Carson Wentz sees some action in this game still. Um, but I do think the Saints get a win here. There's a lot of dysfunction in Philadelphia. The roster's injured. They're going to get after the quarterback. Uh, Taysom Hill has done a nice job just being able to hold down the fort while Brees is hurt. Uh, so give me the Saints here. Big win for the Saints. I'll say 33 to 17 uh, Saints over the Eagles. All right, last four o'clock game. The Washington football team are going to San Francisco to play the 49ers. The 49ers right now, three and a half point favorites at home. Uh, Washington's five and seven. San Francisco's five and seven. The Niners need a win here. I'm going to take the Niners. Uh, look, Alex Smith and the football team and, and Washington, I mean, they surprised the Steelers last week on Monday. Uh, look, but I, I just don't think that they go on the road and take another one from a team that's better than them. I just don't. I think San Francisco is better. Uh, look, offensively, I think they're more well-coached. This is still a pretty decent defense. I don't think that the Washington offense is going to give them too much to worry about. I'm going to take San Francisco in this one. Give me, uh, I'll say 23-17, uh, 49ers over Washington in uh, Arizona, I guess. Uh, all right, Sunday night football. This is going to be the game of the week. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to Buffalo to play the Bills. The Bills right now are two-point favorites at home. Steelers got their first loss last week. They're 11-1. and one. The Bills right now are 9-3. and three. Uh, Give me the Bills. I, I actually think the Bills win this game. Look, I, they run the football really well. Josh Allen's having a better year than Big Ben. I think Pittsburgh is, again, Coming off the loss to Washington, I think they're kind of opening themselves up a little bit. They're they are vulnerable. They're not perfect, uh, so I do think Buffalo is going to run the ball down their throat. They're going to try and take advantage of that. Uh, coming off a short week for Pittsburgh, not a lot of time to adjust. Give me the Buffalo Bills. Close game. I'll say twenty eight twenty four Bills over the Steelers, and then we got Monday Night Football. That's Ravens in Cleveland. Uh, in Cleveland. Uh, Ravens are two point favorites, seven and five of the Ravens. Browns are nine and three. We'll probably discuss that a little bit more on uh, on Monday, but I'm just going to give you a, you know an inkling, uh, an inclination right now. I do think the Ravens win that football game. We'll see how it, uh, how it plays out after that, and that's going to go a long way for the Ravens. So uh, you know we'll see. Monday Night Football should be good. Ravens and Browns, um, 
and obviously the Patriots and the Rams last night. Um, so we hit plenty today. Uh, you got us every Monday and Friday from two o'clock to three o'clock Eastern. I went a little casual today, no polo. <laughs> so again, two o'clock to three o'clock Eastern every Monday and Friday in the afternoon. Make sure you catch us at Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. We'll see you on Monday. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.